you could start off with something that's going to push you for at least 20 minutes in your day. You know, the thing is, it's never, I don't have enough time because we've all got the same amount of time. It always comes down to what is your priority? What is your biggest priority? Is it a bigger priority for you to actually have a big breakthrough? Or is it more of a priority for you to sit your ass on the couch, watch that latest Netflix video, chow down some chips? Come on, you have time in your day. There's no way that you're going for it and doing everything that's like ultimate top high priority without having time for something that's more important. So if this really is important for you to have a breakthrough, to expand your comfort zone, to have better relationships, to improve your health, to deepen your spirituality, to have fun in life more and live more in fulfillment instead of in suffering, then go out, take on a big challenge, conquer that challenge, commit to it, do whatever you got to do to finish it. Break free from modern day slavery. Live the freedom trinity of financial freedom. Time freedom and location freedom. Live in true fulfillment with a foundation of growth and balance in health, relationships, spirituality, and having fun doing what you love most. Let us show you the way. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio. G'day and welcome to another episode of Freedom Hack Radio. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. And today, my friends, we are going to talk about the 75 hard challenge from Andy Frisella and the 4x4x48 challenge by David Goggins. I'm going to be sharing with you how these challenges came into my awareness, how they came into my life, and why I chose to take these challenges on. We're going to break these challenges down and explain what they are in a minute. Um, and then I am going to also share some hacks on how I think uh, we can get through these challenges with most ease to have the most success. And, uh, you know, really, ultimately, what this is all about, some of you probably Google search this video so that you can come and check out a little bit more info on the 75 hard challenge or the four by four by 48 challenge. And that's excellent. I fully welcome you. You're going to get a ton out of this. Some other people may be listening to this and hopefully be inspired by not necessarily doing these challenges yourself. I think it's, uh, I, I have had a great experience doing these challenges. And although I cannot recommend anything to you because I'm not your physician, I'm not your advisor, I'm not taking on any of those legal responsibilities. It's up to you to make all of your decisions, but hopefully you can be inspired to take on some kind of massive challenge in your life right now that's going to have a huge uh, impactful shift or cause an impactful shift in your life so that you can really have massive breakthroughs. And I'm going to share a lot of the breakthroughs that I've had as all of this unfolds. So before we dig too much into my story and how we came across this, I am going to share with you what these challenges are. 
So let's first start off with the 75 hard challenge right here. And this is the rules of the 75 hard challenge. Now, again, this challenge was created by Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella is a very successful uh, entrepreneur. He's also a very successful podcast host and author to the book 75 hard, which revolves around the 75 hard challenge. And here are the rules for the challenge. Now you can see up the top there, it says absolutely no alcohol, no cheats, and no compromise. Now I'm going to start off by saying this challenge is a 75 day challenge. Okay. So all of the five points that we're going to talk about below and the note above that says no alcohol, no cheats, no compromise, that is based on every day for 75 days. Okay, and there's five things we're going to do each day for 75 days. And then you go take a look at the bottom here and it says any deviation at all and you must start over from day one. So you must complete these five things and make sure you're no alcohol, no cheats, no compromise every day for 75 days. And if you fall short on any of these items here whatsoever, then the rules are that you are to start again. Okay, so. Point number one that we need to do every day for 75 days is consume one standard gallon of water. Now that's water only. It's not adding anything else. Uh, you're not adding any flavors or anything in there. That's just straight up one gallon of water. The second point is perform two daily workouts. So that's two workouts a day, minimum of 45 minutes each, spaced no less than three hours apart. One of the workouts must be outdoors. One of the workouts must be indoors. Now on this point here, um, this is the context. A workout for each person could be very different depending on where you're at, what challenges you, what you need to work on the most. Uh, are you having any physical setbacks right now? And all of these things need to be taken into consideration Someone who's extremely fit and has already been working out and, and has a pretty hardcore workout regime, um, a challenging two day, uh, two workouts a day might be, you know, wake up and do a strength workout for at least 45 minutes in the morning where you're lifting weights and doing a lot of strength workouts. Uh, and then later on in the day, it may be, say, a five-mile run in the afternoon um, or a four-mile run, like 45 minutes. And uh, that may be challenging uh, for that particular person. But if that sounds way too intense for you, you know, because remember, we are doing these workouts every day and we don't have to do the same types of workouts every day. It's really up to us what types of workouts or exercise that we want to do. Some people might say, hey, you know what? I'm going to walk for 45 minutes. And then three hours later, or after three hours later, I'm going to do at least 45 minutes of yoga and stretching. That may really be what your body needs. And that may be a big stretch, no pun intended, for you to actually, uh, you know, take on those kinds of exercise regimes for 75 days. But regardless of what it is that you choose, it must be two uh, workouts or exercise sessions, minimum 45 minutes each, spaced no less than three hours apart. One must be 
be outdoors no matter what the weather is. So if it's winter time and it's snowing outside, guess what? Your butt's going to be outside and you're going to be doing whatever exercise that you've prescribed for yourself in that weather, in those conditions. And um, you, if it's raining, uh, you're going to be in the rain. If it's cold, you're going to be in the cold. If it's gleaming, gleaming sun, uh, you're going to be in the sun. If it's windy, you're going to be in the wind. One of those workouts is outdoors. It's meant to be like that. It's meant to push us outside of our comfort zone. This is not called 75 easy. It is called 75 hard. It is meant to be hard. It is meant to stretch us. Um, it is meant to be challenging. And uh, to be honest with you, when I took this on, and I'll give more details on this later, I actually enjoyed uh, the outdoor workouts uh, almost the most out of uh, all of the different components to this 75 hard challenge. Uh, pushed me to go outside and actually do some workouts in the snow, in the, in the really, really cold, uh, snow blowing into my face at 25 miles an hour, and uh, actually just had a great time. I really loved being outdoors in the elements. Uh, I was out there in the rain. Uh, we've also been out there in the hot sun and everything like that as well. So that's the second point. Third point, uh, self-development reading. So some type reading, some type of book that is pushing you towards self-development. We're not talking about reading a Harry Potter fantasy book here. We're talking about something that's actually going to make a developmental change in your life for the better um, and reading 10 pages of that book each day and taking notes. So uh, 10 pages is not a lot to read each day. Uh, it's a little bit easier to handle than one uh, chapter, especially if a chapter could be, you know, it could be 80 pages long in some books. It could be five pages long in other books. So um, it's prescribed to just read 10 pages a day. So we're drinking one gallon of water, two workouts, uh, one inside, one outside, um, and then 10 pages of a self-development book a day. And then the fourth point here is to follow a diet, any diet, but you got to follow the diet and stick to it. No cheat meals. Don't deviate. So whatever that is for you, um, it would actually be um, not good to have a one size fits all diet. And so many challenges out there actually do have a diet fixed to them. Oh, you must eat this. You must do keto diet. You must like eat this kind of diet. It's like, we're all built differently. Some of us have excess fat. Some of us have, uh, are trying to build muscle and uh, trying to build strength. We've all got different goals. And the cool thing about the 75 hard challenge is that Andy Frisella has done one of the best jobs possible out there to create a challenge that is not a one size fits all, but kind of is a one size fits all where you can make your own adjustments within it, within this context where you can choose the types of workouts that you're going to do. They're not fixed workouts. He's not telling you exactly what you're supposed to do. You choose your workouts and you choose your diet and you choose what you want to read too, as long as it's a self-development book or heading you in that direction. So choose a diet that you know is going to give you the impact that you want to get out of this challenge and stick to it. Um, and then remember, there is no alcohol in there whatsoever um, and no cheating. So pick a diet and stick to it. I personally chose a diet which was uh, very much like a Mediterranean style eating, um, high in fats, uh, lots of vegetables, a little bit of protein, 
and uh, you know, no junk food, no sweets, no desserts, anything like that. Um, very much an enjoyable diet for me. Um, not too much varying from what I usually eat, uh, but that's what I happen to chose. And everybody's got different diets. So make sure you choose something that actually works for what you want to do. And then the next one, uh, and a lot of people actually say this is the hardest piece, and that's taking a daily progress picture. That's, you know, if you're a guy ripping your shirt off, being in your board shorts, taking a picture in front of the mirror uh, every day so you can see the progress that's actually happening throughout the challenge. Um, and then women, you can get in a bikini, do the same thing. It is meant to actually expose our body so that we can see the different changes that are happening throughout the 75 days. So we want to take a daily progress feature and any deviation at all. And you must start over again from day one. So that's the 75 hard challenge uh, to do all of those five things every day uh, for 75 days. And if you do not complete on one day, then the context is that you start over again from day one and that you keep going. So that is that challenge there. Then the next challenge, the four by four by 48, this is it right here. Now this challenge was created by David Goggins. Um, those of you who don't know who David Goggins is, he's, uh, he, he's, he's a beast in the mental development world and the athletical achievement world. Uh, he's actually a uh, ex-Navy SEAL. He, I can't remember how much he weighs, but he was very, very obese and he was trying to get into the army and he had to put himself through some very hardcore challenges just to even get to qualify to be in the army. And then once he joined being in the army, he just conquered um, Hell Week and all the other crazy challenges that Navy SEALs go through. And then he went on to actually create uh, what I believe, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the world records of the, uh, the most amount of, of pull-ups, I think he did 4,030 pull-ups or something like that in, um, in, in a short period of time. I can't remember how long it was. I think it might've been 24 hours. Um, he's done a lot of ultra marathon running, a lot of hardcore challenges. He is the absolute master at overcoming our mental uh, setbacks and all of our all of the times where we could quit based off the fact that he says um, that when we actually think we're at our 100%, we're actually only at 40%, and we've got a lot more that we can actually go. And that's, I believe, why he created the 4x4x48 challenge so that we can get to experience that and see how that can show up for us in our life. So um, the 4x4x48 challenge is four miles every four hours for 48 hours. So that is 48 miles in 48 hours spread four hours apart. So that means that, you know, we go run four miles. And then once we're finished running or from the point we started running in the next four hours, we're going to do another run. Um, so then you come back from your run, you know, a run for, you know, four miles will take anybody depending on how fit they are probably somewhere between uh, half an hour to an hour, depending on how fast and quick you want to run. 
And then after that, you know, a little bit of recovery time, uh, get some food, have some stretching or whatever it is that you need to do. And then a little bit of rest time to sleep, which usually ends up being about two hours or less. Um, and, and so there's definitely going to be some sleep uh, deprivation because this actually carries out over 48 hours. So this is the four by four by 48 challenge by David Goggins. And I am going to stop that share and come back to me. So the reason that I actually shared uh, both of those with you um, is to let you know the context of what these challenges are. Now I'm actually going to talk about how these came into my life. So I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm managing multiple businesses. And last year, I had an extremely successful year in business, tons of business growth, tons of deal flow, everything was flourishing. Although uh, I was working like a madman and uh, super excited to grow my business. So I was working around about 80 hours a week. And I did this for just about the entire year last year. I was working about 80 hours a week, working super, super hard, overcoming lots of challenges in business and business growth. I'm sure all of our entrepreneurs out there can understand the types of ch challenges that we can uh, come across. I'm certainly not for the faint hearted. Um, but in addition to that, uh, because of all the stuff that's been happening in the world, uh, my wife and I hadn't really uh, traveled much last year. And we usually travel a lot. You can see this world map behind me here. I'm all about freedom and traveling all over the world and the freedom trinity of financial time and location freedom. Yet last year, um, I wasn't traveling that much because it was a bit of a grim environment and it just wasn't super exciting. People were super uptight and there was a lot of rules and regulations and we just all about freedom. We didn't want to be part of that. So we stopped traveling for about two years with all the stuff that was happening with COVID. But um, so that was happening. I wasn't traveling, which is what I normally do. I usually spend at least three months out of the year, if not six months of the year traveling, um, sometimes more. And we didn't do that. I was working 80 hours a week. I was having challenges within my marriage, some because of, of actually, you know, working so much and not having enough time to, to work on our marriage, but we're also having some other challenges that we're working through as well. And then in addition to that, I had additional emotional stresses that uh, I was working through, challenges that I was working through, life's challenges. I mean, we all have them, yes? At time to time, some of the challenges are more pronounced than others. Last year was an extremely challenging year for me. I had all of these things in play and I was very, very, much out of balance. I was like so far in to work and building business that I was actually really affecting my health. I wasn't working out anywhere near as much as what I used to or what I usually do. I wasn't spending much time uh, in my marriage or any of my relationships for that matter. Um, and I wasn't having the time to ground myself spiritually. I felt really, really out of balance. And that started to escalate and escalate and escalate and compound and compound until it got to the point near the end of last year, actually two weeks before Christmas, I'm sitting here and I'm in my office and, I'm, and I've got three computers. Now tell me this 
is not a sign from the divine telling me to slow down. I've got three computers that have nothing to do with each other. And none of these computers are working for me on this particular day. And I'm just like, like my heart and soul just wants me to just relax and just take the day off. But my drive and my enthusiasm is like, I've got to push through the challenges, push through the challenges, go, 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 go. And I'm just feeling all of that like stress built up over the whole year that I haven't had a proper release on. And I'm trying to push through these computers and it took me about four or five hours and I finally pushed through and I got one of these computers to work. Now going back, tell me that was not a sign from the divine to say, Bryce, time out. Okay. Take some time off. You know, obviously you don't need to work today, but here's me. No, I've got to, got to do it. Got to do it. Got to conquer. Got to have, got to complete the things that I say I'm going to complete. So I push through and on one of my computers, I actually got it to work. And then I started working for about half an hour and I'm just feeling it. I'm just feeling like the stress building up and amplifying in my body. It's buzzing through my mind and I'm just like, I can feel the energy everywhere. And it just, it feels disgusting because I've got so much like stress built up and I'm just trying to push and push and push. And then after half hour of working, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to like time out. I'm going to do what I should have done at the beginning of the day. And I'm going to go time out. And so I went for a quick walk, grabbed my breath, and then I just lied down on the couch. I did some breathing exercises and I just like, I wanted to just calm myself down and get relaxed. And uh, I think I might've even like fallen asleep for a little bit. I had about an hour's rest, an hour of like chilling out. It was me lying down on the couch. My dogs are sitting there. It was very peaceful. I went from super stressed down to, hey, I'm feeling pretty calm. And then the doorbell rang, ding dong. And then I look at the look out the door, and there's the contractors here. And then I realized that for the next two to three hours, I've got back to back contractors coming to take a look at our house and all of the remodels that need to be done. And I literally, I literally need to walk through with each contractor from each craft, telling them, here's the project, here's what we need to do, here's the intricacies. And like right now, guys, I just freaking need some time out. I need to just chill out. I'm like, okay, they're all, the contractors are here. I know they're back to back, dig deep. You have to do this. You have to push through this, right? So I'll do it. I go down. I, I'm walking through the contractors for this project. And, uh, and just every single part of me just wants to go back up to the couch and go back into that relaxation mode. I really am not in the mood for walking through with these contractors. I need some time out. But this lasts for like three hours. And then, oh my God, and then it finishes. And I'm like, yes, this is amazing, that finished. And then I come back and then I, I take my dogs and then I take them outside to go have a pee. We're going for a walk, I'm taking the dogs for a walk. And then my wife comes buzzing up the driveway super hard. And then I realize, oh crap, we have to go out. We've got all these friends we've got to meet. Uh, we've got all of these commitments. And I know the next two weeks in my calendar is just back to back to back. Like I literally don't even have half hour of, of my own spare time because I've got that many commitments booked back to back through business, with friends, with, with all of these things at the end of the year too. And so I'm walking my dogs and they're pulling on the leash. And uh, my one little pup, you know, he's about a, at the time, he's about a, a six month old little pit bull mix. Um, and he's just like pulling on the leash, super enthusiastic, innocent, 
by the way, nothing wrong with what he's doing, but it's just like pulling on me and pulling on the leashes. And, and I just like reaching a point of, of overwhelm and stress and frustration to the point where actually I was just feeling like I wanted to pick up this little guy, my little dog that I love. I wanted to pick him up and throw him. And I didn't because I love the little guy, but that's how I was feeling. I was so like, just like, I need a time out. And so I ended up, you know, the dogs peed. I went back upstairs. I came in, I looked at my wife and I just said, I need a time out. And then I just went and lied on the couch. And, uh, and she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, sorry, I can't go out tonight. Clear my calendar for the next two weeks. I need some time out. I need to just get in touch with like myself and, and stop all the freaking noise and all of the pressure from everything going on. I am just going to wrap up this year by just having silence and just getting in communication with myself and in touch with my soul and my heart of what I really need, because I need to just like get rid of some stuff and I need to reset and I need to come into next year with a fresh start. And so that's what I did. And so my wife and I agreed that I was going to have two weeks of solitude and silence. She was still in the house, but there was no communication or anything like that because we, we didn't, I didn't want her influence. I didn't want any noise coming from anybody at all. And I just wanted to just check in with myself. Now, interestingly, this two weeks also fell over when Christmas and New Year's was. So uh, we did actually sell, uh, celebrate Christmas and we did celebrate New Year's. But apart from those two celebrations, the whole rest of the time, I was actually just getting in touch with myself, doing breathing exercises, meditating, slowing down and, and really listening to what I needed. And it's interesting what happens when we actually slow down all of the noise and all this stuff that's coming in from social media and the media and other people and ourselves and our mind chatter and slow all that down. We know what we need. We know what the solutions are. And I knew I needed to have some kind of disruption, radical shift, big challenge. I needed to get back into health and fitness. I needed to get back into spending more time and putting more effort into my relationship, deepening my spirituality and having fun doing the things that I love most. I was very much out of balance. And I realized after about the fourth day of really settling into this silence and solitude, I realized number one about... 80% of the stress that I was feeling was actually stress that I was creating myself because of the own pressure I was putting on myself because I just take things so seriously. I have to do exactly what I say I'm going to do. When I say I'm going to do it, my word means everything. Otherwise, I'm going to let my investors down. I'm going to let my wife down. I'm going to let my dogs down, my friends down, and you know my business partner and my team down. And so I'm just taking everything so seriously, putting the weight of the world on my shoulders and then over exaggerating the need for me to actually do everything at the capacity that I actually needed to do. Because the interesting thing was when I actually pulled back and stopped for those two weeks, my business absolutely thrived. Um, I, I didn't need uh, to be putting so much effort in. I could actually take the back seat because I've created a business where a lot of my team members are taking care of everything. So uh, a lot of it's automated. And really, it was just my own self uh, pressure and stress that I was putting on there. 
But another thing I realized is that I, I knew I needed a big breakthrough. I knew I needed a big challenge and I really wanted to start off with the physicality of that. And I wanted to get into some kind of big physical challenge so that I could just like put my energy into that and then amplify the other areas of my life. And so then I remembered back to a couple of months ago where one of my friends, who's also a Chinese medicine doctor, actually knew that I wanted to make a shift in my health. And then he, he, he offered me the challenge to step up and uh, do the four by four by 48 challenge. Uh, he said it was something that he had done the previous year. He had a lot of big breakthroughs with it. It was a huge challenge for him. He wanted to pass that challenge on for me because he thought that that could really help me in my life. And then around about the same time, I remembered that my business partner, uh, Nolan, he, he said to me, hey, man, uh, there's this 75-day challenge. He gave me Andy Frisella's book, and he said, I really think you're going to dig it. I think it could make a lot of positive impacts in your life. And so I knew in this moment of solitude and silence that the 4 by 4 by 48 was definitely a challenge I wanted to take on. And so I made an intention right then that I am doing that 4 by 4 by 48 challenge. But the thing is, is that's four miles every four hours for 48 hours. And I'd never done an ultra marathon before. The longest I'd ever run is one marathon. And to be honest, it actually kicked my butt. I've never really been much of a long distance dude. I'm more of like a Spartan race, short spurts kind of guy. Um, even though I've done triathlons, reverse triathlons, um, a lot of um, obstacle challenge races, this 4 by 4 by 48 was, it was a large one for me because there's no way I'd ever done 48 miles before. I'd only ever just done a marathon. That was a big stretch. But it was broken up into chunks in a way that I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm welcoming the sleep deprivation. I'm welcoming breaking it up into four-mile chunks because psychologically, I think that's easier for me to handle than the monotony of running for 48 miles. And I know some people may enjoy those long-distance runs. It's not really my thing. Um, so 48 miles, I was in. I knew I was going to do it how the heck do you train for something like that? And so I started searching online and, and all I found was there is no training program for this. There is nothing you can really do to fully prepare yourself for the four by four by 48 challenge. So then I'm like, well, how about I do the 75, 75 hard challenge to lead me up to the four by four by 48 challenge, because I think that's about the only challenge or training program or regime out there that could whoop my butt into shape. Cause I'm literally going from zero to 48 miles in a very short period of time. Now, um, my schedule ended up changing, but at the time where I actually locked in the dates of where I was going to do the 48 challenge and start the 75 hard, um, I was going to go on vacation. And I really wanted to knock out my 48 challenge before I went on vacation. I didn't want to be doing that while I was on the road. So um, where I was at that timeline, I knew that if in the beginning of the year, I actually started um, or when I started my, my 75 hard challenge, I had seven and a half weeks to go from running about four miles once or twice a month, because that's what I was doing last year. I really wasn't running that much. So going from running four miles once or twice a month to running 48 miles in 48 hours, and, and, I, and the time I had to prepare for this was seven and a half weeks. So I started my 75 hard challenge 
And um, I came straight out of the gate. I knew I had seven and a half weeks. And uh, I, I, the first week, I couldn't run because my legs were actually hurting from um, previously doing tons of intense workouts and then slowing down for that last year. And I hadn't been stretching properly. And I had a lot of creaks and aches and pains. And I honestly couldn't even work, uh, run properly without having pains in my legs and my knees and, and a whole bunch of different areas. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to like ease my way into this. And then I'm going to have to massively accelerate if I'm going to be able to conquer here. And so my first week, I was hiking and running uh, for, the, for the workouts in my 75 hard challenge. I was also doing yoga and stretching as well. Um, but I was building up uh, to getting to the point where I could run and do strength exercises. But by the time I was about uh, probably three quarters through that first week of the 75 hard challenge, one of my friends reached out to me and said, hey, man, don't you have that 48-mile challenge coming up soon? And, he, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, when's that? And I'm like, well, it's a little over like six and a half weeks. And he's like, dude, you haven't even like, but you're not even running yet. Are you going to be able to do it? And I said, yeah, well, you know, I'll probably just walk it. I mean, there's no rules to say that you have to run it. You could actually walk it. And so then the next day, I went out to the running trails and I just thought, well, let me just walk four miles and see how long it takes so that then I can do some calculations and figure out how that would work out. How much sleep am I going to get between each four hour break and all of this? So I went out, I did my uh, four miles and I'm thinking while I'm walking it, I'm like, yeah, you know what, dude, you don't have to like run the four by four by 48. You can walk it. Uh, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Um, and that was something I was trying to achieve within my challenge too. It's like, how can I conquer this without putting too much pressure on myself? Because putting pressure on myself was what actually got me here in the first place, needing to do a big breakthrough challenge like this. So I walked the four miles. I came back. I timed it. And I looked at the time. And I was like, freaking two hours. And so I'm like, all right, if I did this in the four by four by 48 challenge, I've got four hours, um, four hour chunks for each run. So within that four hours, it takes me about 20 minutes to get ready, get my running clothes on, um, do a bit of foam rolling and stretching and drink a glass of water and then go out there and run. And then it's, it, and then, well, it, in this case at the time walk. And so then it would have taken two hours to walk the four miles. Okay. So then that's two hours and 20 minutes. And then when I come back, it takes about 40 minutes to uh, recover, hydrate, um, eat and get some nutrition, disrobe, and then go rest. So I looked at that, that's three hours. If I've got four hours and then there's three hours being taken up by preparation, running, and then winding down and nutrition, then I've got literally a maximum of one hour's rest in between each run. And I have to do this for 48 hours. I looked at that and I'm like, that's not going to work. Like I need more rest than that. I am going to figure out how I'm going to run and do this thing. So then the next day I actually started running and I started running two miles. The day after that, I did three miles. The day after that, I did four miles. And then uh, after about probably four or five days, certainly by the end of that first week of running, when I'm about two weeks deep into my 75 hard challenge, 
I'm feeling really strong with running. And then I start doing seven mile runs, 10 mile runs. And now I'm feeling like I am back on baby. I am back where I was in my peak fitness before I fell off the bandwagon. I'm feeling strong. So then I'm like, all right, I'm leading up. I've still got a few weeks until by four by four by 48. Um, I need to like test the waters of this thing. Cause like, I can't just like go straight into it. I need to see what's it going to be like if I do a few runs back to back. So I did two runs. Um, I did four hours and then uh, four hours later, I did my second run. I'm like, okay, two runs back to back. That feels pretty good. Then about, uh, I think it was three weeks or maybe it was four weeks before the four by four by 48. I did, uh, I carved out a day and I did four of the runs. So over a 16 hour period, I did four miles, four hours later, four miles. And I did that for 16 hours. So I spent the day, I, run, I ran uh, 16 miles. I wanted to feel out what's it like to actually run, come back, recover, run, come back, recover, run, and do that four times throughout the day. Um, I didn't really have to deal with sleep deprivation in that because it was during the day, but it was, an, it was, an, what's it like back to back? And I felt really good and I felt really strong. I started to nail down uh, how I'm going to get nutrition, how much water I'm going to drink before and after, um, some of the things that I'm going to achieve within those breaks. And then I'm like, okay, next weekend, I am going to spend 24 hours. And I'm going to do a one half of the four by four by 48. I'm actually going to do my own four by four by 24, where I'm going to wake up at two o'clock in the morning, do my first run, and then I'll do another run at 6 a.m., another run at 10 a.m., another run at 2 p.m., another run at 6 p.m., and then I'll wrap, wrap up at 10 p.m. at night. And so I did it. And, uh, and I felt very strong and I realized my hydration's on, uh, my recovery's on, I'm feeling really good. Um, I'm ready to go. This is, this is like, I'm as prepared as I'm going to be. And then about two weeks later, I actually came across my 75 hard challenge. And uh, I'm not going to tell you exactly what that was like, because I'm just about to share with you some videos, because I took some videos before and after each run, and I'll share with you what my experience is. So you can see what was it like? What was the experience like? What worked? What didn't work? What was the journey like along the way? And there certainly was a journey. Did I even finish at all? Did I conquer? Did I fall up short? I'm going to be sharing that with you in a minute here. But before I do, let me actually share some of the hacks that helped me um, make it easier to go through the 4x4x48 challenge. And that is um, before and after every run, I started rolling out using a foam roller and actually rolling out, um, just doing all of my leg muscles, even did a little bit of my shoulder muscles as well. Look, I took a couple of minutes, maybe three to five minutes before I go for a run. And then about five minutes after I go for a run, um, I didn't really want to like stress stretch too much. I didn't want to do any static stretching because I've heard that can lead to other problems later on. So it was foam rolling before and after each run. 
Also, after I ran about a mile in each run, I was doing dynamic stretching. That's stretching in movements, swinging my legs out to their full extremity this way and then this way doing some other dynamic stretches to be able to just maintain that ultimate uh, flexibility to make sure there wasn't going to be any problems with flexibility or tension during my runs because I'd never done 48 miles before and that was I didn't know how my body was going to handle it um, another hack that I actually received and I received this from Brian Acosta who uh, has competed in world championship Ironman competitions he's also been on previous episodes of Freedom Hack Radio a good friend of mine um, and I consider him a mentor in the physical and athletic world, he's really had a lot of achievements. He's telling me, dude, drink a pint of water before you go running. And when you come back, drink two pints of water. So that was my hydration. And that was something I achieved to, to keep up. Now, I actually added some salt and some lemon into my uh, pint of water before I went on a run. There's about a half a large lemon with a pinch of salt. Um, that helps me keep up the electrolytes and also the alkalinity in my body and a little bit of extra hydration. So that was something I added in myself. And then uh, in between each race, also eating a bit of celery and banana. Um, the banana really for the legs, um, and, and stopping all of that, like build up in the legs and the celery is actually one of the vegetables that has the highest electrolyte uh, recuperation that we can actually have in there as well. So without any further ado, I'm actually going to share some of the before and after videos of my four by four by 48. So you can follow along with me on my journey. So here we are, the beginning of my four by four by 48. I'm gonna be over the next two days, I'm gonna be running four miles every four hours. And I'm gonna be doing that for 48 hours. So by the time I'm done, I'll have run 48 miles in 48 hours. This is run number one, it's 2 a.m. It's about 50 degrees, the moon's out. Um, I'm feeling pretty good, didn't really sleep last night i was pretty much just excited ready to get this going so um here we go run number one looking forward to it okay just completed run number one feeling good feeling strong I'm gonna go get some sleep ready for run number two a couple hours all right run number two um tell you what i was uh feeling pretty good being in bed just now it was a little bit tougher to get up um, but you know, main thing's getting up. Now I'm up, ready for run number two. It's about 50 degrees, same condition as run number one. Yeah, just finished run number two. Feeling pretty good. I was pretty freaking hungry on that one. I'm gonna have some breakfast now. Uh, go have a stretch, get some hydration. Beautiful thing about this run is uh, the sun came up. I got to ditch the, uh, got to ditch the, the headlamp. Can hear the birds chirping don't know if you guys are picking up on that but yeah beautiful beautiful time to be alive beautiful time to be doing it eight miles down 40 to go <laughs> talk to you soon okay so this is run number three uh feeling a little bit more rested feel like i had a bit better of a sleep that time um this is my 10 o'clock run um looking forward to it a little bit windy um i think we're gonna get that but apart from that 55 degrees feeling pretty good let's do it let's rock and roll
Okay, run number three, done and dusted. Feeling pretty good. I was a bit slow to start off on that run. Legs hurting a little bit, but now I'm feeling pretty awesome. I'm hungry. My wife's cooking some amazing food, so I'm gonna go up and have a big meal. Feeling good. That's a quarter of the challenge. 12 miles down. Here we go, bring on the fourth. Boom, it's time for run number four. It's 2 p.m., feeling pretty good. Uh, a little bit of rain here, but uh, we're good. Real rock and roll. Yes, just finished run number four. Had my favorite little puppies with me. <laughs> Look at those guys, man, loving it. Yeah, we had fun running around together. Feeling good, feeling strong. Ready for that home-cooked meal that my wife promised me on the last run, but it wasn't quite ready after the third run, so it's game on now. Now it's, uh, it's ready, time to eat. Yes, feeling good. Third of the way through, 16 miles down. I just jumped over that thing, so did my two dogs. Where? Okay. Run number five, feeling pretty rested. Um, I think this one we'll get to see the sun go down or like start to go down anyway. So pretty beautiful time of the day. Uh, feeling pretty rested, had an amazing meal. So um, got a lot of nutrition, feeling good. Let's go knock this one out. Well, that's the end of run number five. Felt pretty good. I think I went a little bit slower on that one than my other runs, but at a good pace, nice meditative state. And guess what? <laughs> I'm hungry again. So gonna have some more food chill out uh, my next run will be in the dark bring it on so here we are 10 o'clock this is run number six so after this it'll be uh 24 miles i'll be halfway uh feeling pretty good actually about half hour before i um got ready to start this leg i was actually starting to feel a bit tired but we're all good we're gonna charge we're gonna rock and roll on this one legs are starting to feel it but um, generally, I'm still good, feeling good, ready to rock and roll. Um, got three more night runs ahead of me, so let's do it. Well, finished run number six. <laughs> that one rocked me pretty hard. Got about halfway through, and then I just hit a wall. I just started to fade. Um, the ground actually started to frost over. Uh, had a bit of a cold snap. My shirt was all like sweaty and everything. I really felt the cold. And uh, and then I just really started to feel depleted with energy. I think I didn't have enough nutrition between the last break. So um, <clears throat> luckily my wife actually came to check on me. She had a couple of bananas and that rocked my world. It helped me push through the last mile there. And then uh, I actually started to feel strong. So uh, yeah, still feeling good. I know I've got to bump up my game on nutrition, get a lot more calories in there. I'm burning a lot of energy right now. So, all right, that's it for today. Day number one complete, 24 miles. Yeah, baby. Here we are, day two, run number seven. Kind of in a uh, pretty weird place. Part of me wants to rest. Um, yeah, the part of me is kind of programmed to keep going, so... That's what we're here to do, so let's keep going. I was in such a trance from this run that I actually forgot to take video just after the run, but, you know, a couple of minutes after now. Um, looking forward to getting some sleep. I'll say that. Oh, I'll see you at six.
Okay, so uh, I pushed this run back about half an hour. That way, tactfully, I don't have to use a headlamp. So this is my uh, 6 o'clock or 6.30 run. Here we go. Let's do this thing. Finished run number eight. I realized that I was in such a trance this morning for my 2 o'clock run. I realized afterwards I'd only knocked out two miles. So then on this run, I had to pick it up. Had to do an extra two miles, so I just ran six miles. Had a, had some goji berries with me to give me a little bit of extra energy. And then when I'm running, I realized, well, hey, man, I did six miles for this. If I do six miles on the next two runs, then that means I can do this thing in 11 runs and not 12, and I'll be finished while the sun's up. So that's my strategy moving forward gonna come at a price means that I I get less rest time in between each run I'm gonna be burning more calories so I have to eat more but I'm ready for the challenge I came here for the challenge and uh, let's do this thing I'm gonna knock this out in 11 runs get it done in daylight so uh, here we go rest time so here we are I think this is run number nine um, actually had a pretty decent rest in that rest period it's probably one of the best rests i've had so far which is kind of funny because i just ran six miles before that and didn't have that much time to rest but for some reason i'm feeling pretty good feeling that was the most rejuvenating rest that i had um i'm gonna give it a crack and knock out six miles in this one as well so i can carve off that time off the end do 11 runs instead of 12. so it's, uh, it's a little bit hotter right now it's about about 70 something degrees it was um it was in the 40s this morning and uh you know i was, I was running in uh, moist wet grass which made my shoes wet my socks wet my shoes are actually still wet right now <laughs> but i got clean socks on that's one of the glories of uh breaking it up and and having a rest in between get to change out socks and everything so but yeah feeling pretty good on this one um it's hot i'm gonna have to keep pretty hydrated and I'm just gonna chip away at six miles. Here we go. Just uh, now that one. To be honest, I can't even remember what the number of that run was. I think it was eight or nine. Um, I don't know, but I just knocked out six miles. Um, that was my strongest run yet. I actually started off kind of running in the blazing sun right now. It's like, I don't know, 70, 80 degrees, I have to check. But, uh, you know, the sun's just belting down, so that's why I look like I'm in the Sahara Desert right now. But uh, I started running with no shirt on, and that was just cooking me too much, so I put this bad boy on. And, uh, yeah, feeling strong, man. Just uh, knocking out that six miles, got in a rhythm, kind of went to a deep meditative space, and that was my strongest run yet. So um, at this point, I know I've got two more runs. I've got 10 more miles to do. Uh, that means I'm 38 miles deep and uh, You know, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm gonna do that in one or two more runs. We'll see how I feel on the next one um, but I'm feeling strong right now and ready to go have some more nutrition get a bit of rest and Come back and bang it out Okay, this is it. This is my 10th run and I've officially decided that I am just gonna do all 10 miles, uh, the remaining 10 miles all in this one run. It's probably gonna take me about two hours to knock it out, maybe a little bit longer if I go a bit slower. And uh, I'm just gonna do it, man. Just gonna do it, get it all done, knock it out in 10 runs. 
Um, just, just gonna commit. Got a few uh, snacks with me so I can keep up on my nutrition. Got some coconut water, some goji berries. Um, I'm ready to go. Let's do this thing. See you guys at the finish line. Yes, I just did it. Just finished my 48. That last run, I did 10 miles, smashed it. I pretty much sprinted for the last two miles. That is it. I am done, my friends. 48 miles in 39 and a half hours. The last 10 miles took me around about two hours, 20 minutes or something like that. It's probably a little bit more than four miles an hour. My legs feel like tree stumps. I think I could cut frozen potatoes on them right now. But that's it, my friends. I conquered. This here is my <laughs> lap counting method. I've got 10 rocks here, two logs. I move one rock from this log to that log. That's one lap. I do 10 laps in one way. 10 laps the other way, that's four miles. So there you go, guys. There was my 48 challenge. I had an absolute blast at doing that challenge. You know, there was definitely some points in there where I'm like, man, this is like, this is a, did I bite off more than I actually really want to chew here? You know, there was never actually a point where I thought I wasn't going to finish. Um, and, you know, by the time I got to the actual race and begun, there was also not going to be a point uh, that I was going to walk and do that challenge either. I ran the whole way. Um, actually, I think there was one lap on the last 10 miles where, I was eating a banana that I actually like I ran a lap and I was eating a banana sorry I walked a lap while I was eating that banana so I could keep going because I wanted to just really keep the momentum going but apart from that I was running the whole time and uh, to actually set context, just so you guys know, I actually have the fortune of living on seven acres and I have a beautiful flat area at the front of our property where I've created a loop around the field and uh, 20 loops around that, um, that field around the path actually is, is four miles. So um, that's, I had the great fortune of being able to actually go from my house down to the field and doing the laps and, and having any of the spare nutrition that I needed. It was in my car and my Jeep. It was any of the, uh, you know, if I needed extra clothes or take a jacket on, take a jacket off, uh, any of that kind of stuff. So extra hydration, goji berries, some bananas. I had that stuff in the car. So I suppose that was a little bit of an additional advantage that not everybody would get to have. I know some people might actually have to put a backpack on or, or put a little fanny pack or somehow carry that stuff on their body if they're going out on a linear run of four miles out and back. Um, but I had the opportunity that if I was feeling hot on one lap, I could take my jacket off and then I could come over and I could actually put it in my Jeep and I could keep running. Um, and there wasn't really that many stops at the car, but it was just there as a backup program. If I needed more hydration or nutrition or to change my clothes out, um, I had some backups in there. So that was really, really thing that I was super fortunate about. Um, and that's why you saw some of the videos in a very similar environment um, because it was all different areas and different angles of the, of the front field there. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta say, you know, once 
I got to that first six mile run when I realized I made a mistake. I only ran two miles for the two o'clock run. I had to make up for it and do a six mile run at 6 a.m. run. And I realized like it was challenging to get through that run. I'll be honest because, you know, I was my brain was programmed and my body was programmed to do four miles only. But once I broke through that barrier and did that first six mile run, I knew I could do the next run at six miles. And um, by the time I had that rest after my first six mile run, something really, really magical happened. And um, I don't know how this happened, but I'm assuming this is what David Goggins is talking about, where he says, when you think you're at your 100%, you're actually at 40% and you've got a lot more you can go. Um, but unless you actually push yourself through that barrier, you won't actually have that experience to know that to be true. And I had conceptually uh, understood that and intellectually understood that, but I didn't actually know what that really felt like or what he really meant until after my 6am run, I rested and then I woke up and I felt like, oh my God, man, I am going to freaking crush this thing. I had like so much extra energy. I had so much extra motivation and I, I not only broke through the barrier, but it was like, what's next, baby? let's go like let's really really bring this thing on and that's why i ran the six mile after that and i could have done one more six mile after that and another four mile but then on the last one i realized hey man i'm just going to do this thing in 10 hours so you know there might be some people out there that say hey you're supposed to do it exactly as it's prescribed and you must run four miles every four hours for 48 hours but the challenge the way i took it on for me personally was that hey man i am going to do 48 miles and uh if i can do it even quicker than 48 hours then even better and uh if i had have actually done it every four hours it would have been 12 runs and i would have ended it probably on the 43rd hour because there's three hours left after that for uh recovery and, and hydration and nutrition and everything like that but i ended up doing it in 10 runs and i ended up doing it in 39 and a half hours and I'll tell you what, you know, I've done Spartan races, Tough Mudder, triathlons, reverse triathlon, half marathons, marathon. I've done a lot of different physical challenges. I've, I've, I've competed in the uh, CrossFit Games. Oh, sorry, not the CrossFit Games, the CrossFit Open uh, uh, three years in a row. I've done a lot of physical athletical challenges. And a lot of the times after I'm finished with one of those challenges, I'm like, oh man, I need to like chill out for like half a day, or I really need some rest and recovery. And yeah, I mean, I was pretty depleted after this energy wise, but I felt so freaking strong, man. Like the next day I went out and I like hiked for like, I don't even know how many hours. I think it was like three hours or something like that. Um, and then later on in that week, I ended up doing another three hour, four hour hike. And then I ended up uh, hiking after that, the highest mountain east of the Mississippi all within like, I think it was like four days or something like that after the, uh, the four by four by 48 challenge. And that was uh, seven hours up and back. Um, I think it was an elevation gain of, of 4,000 feet or over 4,000 feet in, in just uh, three hours going up and then coming back down. And I did that after the 48 
because my legs felt amazing. I felt super strong. I wasn't like, oh, I need to recover and relax. I'm like, hey, what's next? Let me go. I'm like, my body was conditioned. I felt like Iron Man or some kind of invincible um, being because it really, really, really built me up. And I've got to say out of all of the uh, challenges that I've done, and I can't quote to the 75 hard challenge just yet because I'm not complete. I've still got a few weeks left. Um, I'm still just coming out after my 48 challenge. So I'm still not complete on the on the 75 hard yet, but so far out of all of the challenges that I've done, my 48 challenge uh, left me with the most elated feeling. It was a huge feeling of accomplishment. I went from not even knowing if I was going to be able to do it running to just absolutely like crushing it and feeling like I conquered it to my values on my terms, you know, some of you might go out there and, you know, do the runs much quicker than I did. Um, and you might add other things in there, but for me, it was a big challenge. I conquered it. I felt better than I've ever felt mentally, psychologically, uh, physically, and even spiritually after than any other challenge that I've done before physically. So it was a massive breakthrough through me. Um, and, you know, not only did it give me confidence, it gave me massive confidence to do even bigger and better things. And this amplifies and magnifies for me, not just in the physical world, but into business and into my relationships and into spirituality and all the areas of our life, having fun, because, these challenges don't just have a singular path of making us feel better physically. It really compounds a lot of other things. Um, and by doing the 75 hard challenge as yet yeah, so far, and by doing the four by four by 48, it's massively improved how I feel. It's helped me deepen my spirituality. And some of you may understand, especially long distance runners, there's a very meditative spiritual effect that happens when you run a lot. Um, you're waking up at two o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock at night, it's pitch black. I was there by myself. It was essentially me and God running and nature. And uh, that, that's a, that was a very spiritual experience for me. I had a lot of amazing mental, uh, emotional breakthroughs when I was actually on those runs, just because of where my mind went and how it flowed and the things I processed. And even also in between each run in my recovery time, the, the way my mind worked was, it was very, very interesting. A lot of breakthroughs there. And, uh, you know, my marriage is so much better. I feel a lot more emotionally grounded. I'm feeling way better health and physically and energy wise, which is a compounding over and spilling into my business, which is thriving and I'm much more successful at. And what I came here for to get out of these challenges is exactly what I've been able to get out of these challenges. And so that's why, look, if you want to go out and you want to do 75 hard, I mean, I've really, really really enjoyed it and i think it's amazing and uh if you want to do 48 uh four by four by 48 i've had an amazing experience again i can't tell you what's right for you but if those challenges feel or sound right for you go give them a go go out there and go conquer um and because like there's no way that you're actually going to know what that breakthrough feels like until you actually do it you can listen to what i've got to say here 10 times over but you're only ever going to really know what it's like until you have that breakthrough and you have that experience yourself and if you're listening to this and you're like well that's cool. It sounds very inspiring. Glad that that was your journey, but there's not a freaking chance I'm going to be able to run 480, um, 48 miles 
or I'm just not ready to commit to something as big as the 75 hard challenge. Although I think anybody could because you can cater the workouts and you can cater the diet to what is actually going to fit for you. Um, but at least, at least if nothing else, go out there today and be inspired to choose a big challenge. It's a huge challenge for you. Now, not something that's going to push you so far that you end up, you know, breaking your bones or pulling your muscles. Um, do something within uh, reasonable capabilities, but make sure it's a big stretch, something that actually like makes you get a little bit nervous, maybe makes you feel cold and light in your feet. Something that's like, man, I don't know if I can actually complete that challenge. That's the kind of challenge that I'm hoping to inspire into you today. Some of you may already know what that challenge is and you may have been sitting on the sidelines for a long time and you've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. I'll tell you what, there is never, ever, ever, ever going to be the right time to, to do any of these challenges. If it feels freaking messy, go for it. Because that's probably exactly what you need. You know, I even put this off and put this off. I could have started the 75 hard challenge earlier in the year, but I was building up to actually having the right date when I would start it. And I was prolonging starting it, which gave me less and less time to train for my four by four by 48. Um, but look, I did it and I conquered because because once I made my mind up and I decided to it, I just did it. An interesting thing is some of you guys might say, well, I don't have enough time. Well, I'm just going to say to that bullshit, you don't have enough time. Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, David Goggins, Andy Frisella, pick anybody you know who excels in an area that you want to excel in. They have exactly the same amount of time as you. So it doesn't matter if you've got kids, doesn't matter if you've got a job and you're working a lot, you can find time to carve out some time in your day to actually do these challenges and to work through them and to do something that's really going to push you through and break you through to expand your comfort zone and bring you to bigger heights. Um, you know, a lot of these challenges don't take too much of your time. Um, you know, and you could start off with something that's going to push you for at least 20 minutes in your day. You know, the thing is, it's never, I don't have enough time because we've all got the same amount of time. It always comes down to what is your priority? What is your biggest priority? Is it a bigger priority for you to actually have a big breakthrough? Or is it more of a priority for you to sit your ass on the couch, watch that latest Netflix video, chow down some chips? Come on, you have time in your day. There's no way that you're going for it and doing everything that's like ultimate top high priority without having time for something that's more important. So if this really is important for you to have a breakthrough, to expand your comfort zone, to have better relationships, to improve your health, to deepen your spirituality, to have fun in life more and live more in fulfillment instead of in suffering, then go out, take on a big challenge, conquer that challenge, commit to it, do whatever you got to do to finish it. And, uh, you know, if you're, if any of these have inspired you, consider the possibility of taking on the 75 hard challenge. All you have to do is go to Andy Frisella's website, check out the 75 hard challenge. It doesn't cost anything to join. It's completely free. Um, you can do it on your own timeline and, um, same thing with the 4x4x48. If you want to do that, go to David Goggins' website. 
Um, there's a section for the four by four by 48 challenge. Again, it's free. Um, there's no place that you have to go to do it. It's self-accountability. Both these challenges are self-accountability. Go out there today, take a big challenge on, have a big breakthrough in your life. You owe it to yourself than to live in mediocrity. It's up to you to crank through and break through big challenges to expand your comfort zone so you can live more fulfilled and so the people around you can be more inspired and more joyfully excited to be hanging out with you. So go out today, right now, and commit to some kind of challenge that's really, really going to push you. And uh, I hope you've got a lot of value out of this today. Um, again, I'm your host, Bryce Robertson here at Freedom Hack Radio. And until next week, live large, live free. G'day, this is Bryce Robertson. I'm your host here at Freedom Hack Radio, and I truly, truly hope that you got a ton of value out of the episode that we just shared with you. And if you did, make sure to subscribe on your YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite podcasting platform. Hit the notification button so you can find out about the next episodes as they come out. Because if you haven't achieved financial time and location freedom, you really need to be dialed in here. So make sure to subscribe and follow us along as you grow on your path to financial time and location freedom here at Freedom Hack Radio. <laughs> <laughs>